Did people like send you things that like you got Rick ruled? No, and I didn't know what it meant until recently. Yeah, it like became this like weird like cult classic thing. So that song is from the eighties, right? Like never gonna yeah. give you up, never gonna let. And like it was popular and stuff. But then it became this thing where, like, you send somebody an email or a text message, and it's, like, important, and you go to open it, and then it's, like, never gonna give you! It's, like, you got Rick rolled! <laughs> I don't know. And that was comedy? That was comedy in the early 2000s, man. I'm you glad know? I skipped that. Yeah, when you were born in, what, 2005, what was what was big back then? The Black Eyed Peas? Uh, I think they played in the... Yeah, they Ooh. played in the Super Bowl around then, didn't they? Yeah. Maybe in the 2010s? Yeah, I remember but, that. Yeah, 2005. What was going on in 2005? Oh, um, George Bush had just started his second term in yeah. office. Tom Brady. I saw this thing that Tom Brady was the um, like, like favorite athlete of the year. Oh wow! It's probably when he had his long hair. Yeah. Like in 2000, it was like you know young Tom, like clean cut, and then he became like supermodel Tom, where he used to wear UGGs and had yeah. like long hair for a while. Now he's back to like kind of like the old guy, which I like. It's, it's who he is. He's not breaking right. himself. Well, I think, sometimes I think about Tom Brady and I go, I like him more now, I feel like, than I ever did. Before, he just had a lot to prove and was kind of a jerk, it seemed like. Yeah. And now he's just kind of like the old guy. Yeah, now he's like, I mean, obviously, he's, I mean, arguably, I guess. I don't even know if it's an argument anymore. The greatest of all time, right? Yeah. And, uh, like, could you name somebody that you think is better than Tom Brady that's ever played football? Well, I can name a lot of better athletes. Like who? Well, like, he's a horrible athlete. Like, he can't run, he can't jump. Oh, gotcha. Right, right, right. But as a competitor and somebody who, like, obviously wins a lot. Ooh. Um, ooh. I don't know. Think about it. Let's think. Like, I, and I, you know, I'm only 30, you're only 10, but... Yeah, 10 and a half. <laughs> but, even in my years, there have been some good athletes, but I don't think any of them would be pegged as the greatest of all time. They're, they're Hall of Famers, for sure, like John Elway and Dan Marino and Steve Young. And, yeah. But, like, then you get to Tom Brady, who's played for 20 years, has six Super Bowl rings. Like, he literally has been the majority of my life in the NFL. Yeah, he's been there since before I was born. And right. he's been there, like, seven years after you were born? Ten years? Ten years after yeah, I was born. 2000. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, And I wasn't rooting him on. Like, he came in and, and replaced local legend Drew Bledsoe. Shout out Drew. Um, sponsored, sponsored by Bledsoe Family Winery. Yeah. Um, and that was like a big hit because it was like, no, let Drew play. And then he won that Super Bowl, and it was kind of like, ugh, this guy. Yeah. And then the next year he won another one, and then you know it was like, I'm, sorry, how was that in Walla Walla? Like, with people then, did they like hate Tom Brady because they took Drew Bledsoe's spot? No, not at that time because the, the Patriots won the Super Bowl, and t- uh, uh, Drew Bledsoe played for the Patriots, right? Yeah. So it was like a win for Drew Bledsoe. Yeah. I think it was the year after where all of a sudden Drew was like, hey, I'm still a starter. And they were like, we're going to stick with Tom. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like, well, where does Drew Bledsoe go, right? And he went to a couple of places. He went to um, Bills, the Bills. The Cowboys. And the Cowboys, right. Yeah. And going to the Bills, I, you know, back then I didn't really realize this, but that was kind of a tough one because it was inner, inner division. Oh, yeah. Like he played against Tom Brady twice that year. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wonder how that was. Yeah, seriously. Maybe we should pull up some stats. Let's pull up that. that okay, season. you want me to it? Yeah, pull up some stats on that. What was mm. it like? Two thousand one, two thousand two kind of seasons. Bledsoe, Bills stats. Okay. Yeah. What do we got on those? Because yeah, again, 
I think that's why people in our town started to maybe kind of dislike him. And it was funny because it was kind of this bandwagon thing where some people love Tom Brady, right? Yeah. It was like the biggest thing in the world Tom Brady was. Mm-hmm. And then he just kept playing in Super Bowl zone. He, he started to dislike him, right? He was kind of like, you know, the Yankees or, I mean, a little bit like Michael Jordan, right? You see him all the time and you're like, I want somebody to beat him. Yeah. Because after they're so good for so long. You yeah. Him. Well, now it's just we've come to terms with it, right? Like the last five years even. It's like, oh, Tom Brady and the Patriots dynasty is kind of slowing down. But then it's like, nope, they play the Eagles. Yeah. They play the Falcons. They play the Rams. Like mm-hmm. It's just like over and over and over. And you're just like, yeah. well, they're probably going to win it. So. Yeah. Um, so his first year in Buffalo, he's – this is hard to look at. Um. First year in Buffalo was 2002. Okay. He threw for 4,359 yards, which Whoa. is really good. 24 touchdowns. Um, 15 interceptions, which is not bad. Yeah. Um, what else? And he was kind of that era, and I don't know if you know this, but he was kind of that era of the gunslinger. It was like him and Brett Favre, you know. And just threw it. They oh, just and, threw all the time. And so they had interceptions, but they Right, threw but, it. yep, they just had tons of yards, tons of touchdowns, and lots of interceptions because they just would – Fling it out there. Yeah. He had a his longest completion was seventy three yards, which nice. is pretty good. Um, what else is there? He was sacked fifty four times. Yeah, okay, that's a lot. That was his most yeah. in his career. Oh wow! Actually, no, it wasn't. It was uh, second in nineteen ninety nine for the Patriots. He had fifty five. Okay. Let's see. Average his average throw was fourteen yards. I think. I think that's what that's saying. Cool. Good for him. Yeah. Nice. Could you imagine, though, like you're a quarterback. Yeah. Could you imagine having 4,000 yards this next season? That's crazy. I'd be like, like I'd be surprised with 1,000 because there's like 10 games. Yeah, 10 games instead of 16. 100 yards a game. That's not, okay, that's fine. That's not like bad, but it's like for high school. Yeah, for high school, that's a lot. To throw for 100 yards a game? Yeah. I feel like, I feel like sometimes 100 yards of offense is high for yeah. high school. I feel like 200 yards a game, I'd be like, like that'd be good. So I'd say like 200 yards a game times 10 games yeah. is 2,000 yards a yeah. season. That'd be really good, I think. But then you have some games where it's just not going good. You have like maybe like, well, yeah, like 90. And then you have like 100. And it all kind of balances out. So somewhere like 1,500 would be like solid. Yeah. And then, do you know your stats like from this last freshman year? Oh, they were horrible. Oh, I okay. had one passing touchdown. Gotcha. To who? Corbin. Okay. And I had three rushing touchdowns. Good for you. Yeah. Both by land and sea. Good mm-hmm. job. Yep. One of them, I like stole one of them. It was like I was supposed to hand it off, and I like turned the wrong way. So you just so ran it so in. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this one. But it's all right because playmakers make plays, so it's yeah, all right. we figured it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had probably five hundred. 500 turnovers, somewhere around there. Stop. 250 fumbles, 250 <laughs> interceptions. Um, and we were 0 and 9 and 1, or 0 and 8 and 1, or 0 and 9. I don't know. Do you know how many like passing yards you had? Oof, not very good. Okay, it's gonna be a lot better this season. Yeah, of course. Yeah, your guys' team is looking up. They're probably gonna be state champs. Oh yeah, there we J- go. JV state champs. Woo! Hey, that's a self-imposed recognition right there. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. End of the season, you guys are maybe undefeated, maybe lost a game, but you just know how you do in the playoffs. So just you're gonna be state champs. Yeah. Don't even worry. We about would have won the state if JV had playoffs. Yep. We would have been state champ JV. That's exactly it. 
So that's great. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast here. Yeah. I'm glad you got all that in with us just kind of prior. Mm -hmm. uh, this is Things That Should Stay Between Zach and Eggers. I am your co-host, Eggers. I'm your co-host, Zach. And we're just talking about random things like Tom Brady and the Patriots these, and the Buccaneers now. Yes. And these things should probably stay between us. They probably should. I mean. But they're not going to stay between us. We think the world needs to know. Yeah. they des You guys deserve to know. You deserve it's to true. know. You guys have been good lately. Yeah. Been good Good guys. Yeah, exactly. Good guys and gals. Speaking of good things, and speaking of, uh, I mean, I guess for some people, bad things. So this past week, Zach. Ooh. Okay. Well, this past week, today is Wednesday, but last week, I guess. Oh, yeah. We had an election that lasted for five days. <laughs> yeah. Is it even over, really? I mean, that? I don't think it is. You're right. Yeah, I don't know if we can say it's over. So as of right now, President-elect is uh, now Joe Biden. Biden Joe. Yeah, beating the incumbent Donald Trump. So how do you think this plays out? Like, do you think he actually is president? Um, uh, I don't know how to... Hmm... Like, there's a lot of people out there that obviously think there's some fraud that is going on. Yeah, and I think there's for sure, there's going to be probably fraud on both sides, always. Mm, okay, I feel I like that's politicians are corrupt. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't say Trump's a politician. He's more of a man. Yeah, maverick. Yeah. So, yeah, what do you think? I don't, I don't even know what to think. I think, you know, like he's more he's more than welcome within his rights to like ask for recounts and stuff. Yeah, especially since it was that close anyways. Yeah, and, and a lot of states already have like a recount kind of set in their like ways of, you know, hey, if it's within 10,000 votes, like we have to recount anyways. It's not even him calling for it. Yeah. I think the part that I'm a little bit lost on on his end is like – you have to win a lot of states. Like, he'd have to flip a lot of states right yeah. now. So, like, I feel like the ones that are possible would be, like, Arizona, yeah. Michigan, Wisconsin. I mean, he would still probably need to get, like, Georgia, Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. Did he get North Carolina in the end? I think so. Okay. But there's a lot of really close ones. Right. But you're right. He would have to almost flip all of those to get the electoral college number he needs. Yeah. And I don't get me wrong. I think he will flip one or two. I bet like an Arizona recount does go like back to you know the yeah. the red or like a Georgia recount or whatever. I'm just not sure if he can flip all of them. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Pennsylvania was weird. That was like a really like Trump was running by far for a while, and then mm -hmm. like a couple of days after the election, it like switched to Biden, and Biden's like, yeah. oh, Biden won. Well, and you know, like my mom who finds herself thinking through some of these things and. And going, well, wait a minute, what happened? Yeah. She, she like most Americans, and I think most just kind of like middle class, like don't pay too much attention to things. But she went, well, how did I go to bed on Tuesday and Donald Trump's winning? And then I wake up on Wednesday and Joe Biden's like declared winner, you know? Mm -hmm. And like to her, it's like fraud. Yeah. And I think what I've heard so far, and I don't know what you've heard, but is that like the night that it all the polls close, most of those votes went to Donald Trump because people went to polls to vote. Yeah. You know, they went to the local library or whatever and voted. But then all the mail-in votes were right. Biden. So then when you wake up the next day or, you know, the next week, geez, it took forever. Yeah. It's like he kept getting more and more votes and people are, you know, upset about that because it's like, how did that happen? Mm -hmm. But I think they were just votes that weren't counted yet. Yeah. And then um, I saw this thing on Facebook that Trump posted and it said mm. 71 million uh, popular, 71 million votes, like yeah. popular votes, yeah. is the most by, ever by... Or, like a sitting president. Yeah, non-fraud votes, he said. Gotcha. Which, it was funny because, you know, I'm going to say this, like the media kind of has its own little swing on things. 
they they made a comment about that like well joe biden got more votes than you you know for the popular vote like he did win the popular vote and it's yeah. like true but donald trump's statement was the most by any sitting president like joe biden got more than him for sure but he's not the sitting president right now yeah like so it's like so to he's right yeah. yeah he was right in that like just to swing it to make news you know to be like yeah. he's wrong mm -hmm. joe biden won you know it's like yeah. well yep you're right he's not president he's not president yet. yet exactly or maybe at all I mean, the one pro I would say is that as we live in this kind of COVID era, it's been it's been hopeful to read read some news news articles. I don't know why I couldn't say that. Mm -hmm. Some news articles that are already like Joe Biden, you know, assumes he's the winner, and by the time he gets in there in January, he's already like thought through a bunch of things. Like he has like three months now to prep yeah. for all these things, and it's like, well, for my end of things, like just my life and your life. That makes me a little bit happy that he might start and go, okay, here's the things we're going to do now. Boom, 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 boom. And it'll be like, okay, this is starting to get better. Yeah, and that just changes quick. And that's, that's not to say that Donald Trump maybe couldn't have fixed things, but like it happened during his presidency, right? And yeah. he had to deal with it kind of day one. And yeah, you don't really know what to do about it. Mm -hmm. Joe Biden has the luxury of getting all of that time and three months of planning now to say, yeah. here's what we're going to do to make it effective. And now there's a vaccine sort of. Yeah. Have you talked about that? Mm-mm. Have you heard about this vaccine? Yes. What do you want to say about it? Um, I'm kind of pissed. <laughs> what about? I put stocks into like the other. Oh, Moderna. Uh, got oh, what is it called? Gilead or Gilead? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot how to pronounce it. Yeah. But I put stocks into that, and they didn't find it. So now. Well, I don't know if I want to say that they didn't find it. It's just that Pfizer has yeah. one that's 90% effective. Oh. So they're the one that's going to because of the first one, right? It was kind of competition. Yeah. They're the one that's going to get the initial push on that. I think, though, the ones that were doing the, like, mRNA ones, which What's I think that? is, like, the Moderna, which I think is the Gilead Labs. Yeah. I think that's the same. Maybe not. But I think that's the one that long-term will win out. So you're probably all right with your investment. I hope so. This is just to, like, get into people right now so that we can get this thing under control. Yeah. Which is smart, I guess. Just kinda. Yeah. But I also saw, saw this thing, saw this thing mm -hmm. that said only, like, 40% of um, Americans said they'd take it. Yeah. So, but I saw this thing. You saw no, it. It was Bill Gates, and he said that this this virus, unlike a lot of different ones, probably only needs thirty percent of the world's population to get a vaccine. That's still a lot of people. That is a lot of people. I mean, what is that? Thirty percent. At least is almost, a billion. Oh yeah, it's almost like probably like two and a half billion. Yeah. Which is a lot, but at the same time, you know, like for other. Other viruses, we've needed like almost 100% vaccination rates. We just give it all to India. Make, make all of India take the vaccine. They're like, oh, we're fine now. I mean, there is a part of it. You probably need to spread it between different population groups, yeah. you know? But that's been one of the big pushes. Like 30% of the world needs it, but 30% is like people in the Congo, right? People yeah. in India, people in China, and people in the Middle East. Like, it's not just like 30% of America needs it. Yeah. <laughs> so well, you're right, though. 40% said they would take it. But luckily, that's probably all right. Yeah, let's hope so. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I'd take it. Yeah, you don't think so? Nope. I don't do you, trust them. Do you think that you would get it someday, though? If it's like, yeah, if it's proven like it works. Yeah, I'd probably... Like I'd, 10 years from now, you're 25. Yeah, and everyone else is like fine if they've taken it. Yeah. And it's not like, I don't know. You think you'd finally get it just to call it good so that you never have to get COVID? Or... I'd never take it, see if I can get COVID and see how strong my immune system is. Yeah, become superhuman. Like the people in Looper. Exactly. Exactly. Like the nickels and stuff. To become like telekinetic. 
And then make a child that kills everyone. True. If you haven't seen Looper out there, some spoilers are coming out your way. Um, so Looper has Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis, oh Gag Gagnon. What's that kid's name? Yeah, what was Pierce. his name? Was Pierce. that it? Pierce Gagnon. Yeah. And uh, John Krasinski's wife, Emily which is Blunt. Emily Blunt. That's exactly it. There's a lot of people in it. Who oh else yeah, uh, Jeff Daniels from Dumb and Dumber fame, isn't it? Yeah, there's there's quite a few people. There was someone. Yeah, yeah. The guy from Raising Hope. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. that's what I was thinking. What was his name again? Garrett Dillahunt. There you go. And um, plot of the movie is 2044. 42. 2042. Okay, my fault. And time travel hasn't been invented yet, but 30 years down the road it does get invented. So they're using it in 30 years to send people back to the 2040s so that people can kill them. The whole idea of it, like if you think about it, I feel like it doesn't even make sense. Right. So the idea is that there's like crime syndicates, just like there is now kind of the mafia or mob or whatever. And in 2070, they use time travel to send people back so mm -hmm. that they can get killed in the past rather than kill them in the future because yeah. there's like harder crime limitations it's, or something. It's weird because like the loop, I had to start somewhere and who they're killing are like the people who were in the loop. So That's right. That's what the movie's based it on. It doesn't yeah. really make sense because yeah. they're, if they're having, if they had to do this loop because they have to kill people, but the people they're killing were the people that were already in the loop. Yeah. How'd they know how to kill them? I don't even know. It doesn't make sense. Right. You kind of go round and round and round there. Yeah. And it's funny. There's a scene I thought it was funny where Bruce Willis is kind of like, we could go like really deep into this using straws and stuff. And mm. it's like one of those things where you watch a, like a, time how would i try to say time travel movie mm -hmm. and there's just so many like loose ends right yeah where you go well that can't happen right because what if he kills him doesn't that kill everybody and what yeah. if he changes that doesn't that change like the whole future that's time travel that's true the idea of time travel though it's pretty theoretical obviously but like it's cool like we're just so stuck in our linear pattern of like life yeah oh, oh just fine just yeah um oh i saw this thing it was like a smart oh okay Tell me if you know who made this. It was some, okay. like, old Grease guy. So there's, like, people in a cave, and they think their whole life is just, like, the shadows in the cave, and they're, like, watching them. But then one day, this guy gets out and, like, sees his light, and then he comes back and tells everyone, and everyone says they don't believe him. Right. It's crazy. Yeah, and so then he, like, finally leaves, and then he's one of the people who make the shadows for, like, the public. Do you know who oh, made that? interesting. I don't. Ooh. But it's kind of us being, like... We think that, like, this is it. Like, right. this is we it. We believe our reality. Yeah, but there's so much more to it. I feel like that's, there's one I have written somewhere, and it's about, it's more like a faith-based one, but it's about, like, two, is it two blind people? Something like that. Maybe I'm wrong about this. Where am I going with this? <laughs> Yeah, one of them describes something to the other one. Ah, that's not it. I don't think that's it. I back. I want to hear. I want to hear this now. It's like two blind people, and one of them keeps describing like the outdoor world to the other one, and thinks like, "Oh, I'm looking out a window," but finds out like they're just like making it up. But I think it was like a pass on joy. <laughs> I think it was had nothing to do with what you're saying. I'm really confused. Let me so it'd be like you and I being blind, and me describing to you like what's happening outside, so that you can enjoy it. And then you come to find out that I'm blind too. I'm just like making it up to help you. Like I'm just trying to spread kindness by making you feel better. Yeah. Let me look it up real quick. Okay. I, need a, I, I need think a... the one I'm really thinking about is that it's like the two embryos 
that are about to be born and like one says to the other like i can feel like the mom like there's somebody taking care of us and the other one doesn't believe it so it's like about god like oh there's no one taking care of us we are where we are it'll never change and the other one's yeah. like no there's like a bigger power like taking care of us and i can't wait to meet her someday and and it just talks about like yeah there's yeah maybe bigger things outside of the reality we live in okay so it was allegory of the cave by plato oh well that's pretty famous i guess philosopher yeah um let's see can you actually read it does it have like it all there um so 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 socrates, socrates is that how you say yeah, it? socrates okay socrates explains how the philosopher is like a prison wait like a prisoner okay i'll just read this okay so far okay why does it say plato and then also say socrates is these two different ones well was it, it Plato was under Socrates, who was under Aristotle, something like that? I'll just read this. Okay. Socrates explains how the philosopher is like a prisoner who is freed from the cave and comes to understand that the shadows on the wall are not reality at all. A philosopher aims to understand and perceive higher levels of reality. However, the other inmates of the cave do not even desire to leave their prison, for they know no better life. Socrates remarks that this allegory can be paired with previous writings, namely the analogy of the sun and the analogy of the divided line. Hmm. Well, that didn't make much sense. Let's see if I can read another one. Okay. These are just questions about it if I wanted to answer them. Well, I kind of wonder, you know, now you have to kind of take it into your own perspective, right? What are things that you feel like you believe or I believe that maybe isn't like reality? Um... Ooh. Because I think that's what Socrates or Plato or whoever it was there, right, yeah. is trying to say is that, like, philosophy aims to get beyond kind of the reality. And when you go back to present it to that group of people, they don't believe it because all they believe is their reality, right? Yeah. That's kind of like politics. When you tell like, another side what you think, they're just like, no. Yeah, they have their reality, right? The worldview that they want to live in. Yeah, but what's something like else? Um... Yeah, I don't know. Things that we believe, you know, I, I feel like people would probably say for both of us, like a, like faith, like yeah. we want to believe in a bigger picture, but it's like, you just believe in the reality that maybe is presented to you because we like live in America and stuff. Right. I feel like that's one way to look at it, but it's also could be the other way. Like, right. We see the bigger picture and yeah. And they just like other people are just like, no, this is it. I was having a great conversation the other day with uh, some family friends of, of my family. And that was one of the things that I said is that you know, faith used to be this thing that people looked at and went, um, maybe I want that for hope or whatever. And we have, as humans, we have this tendency to idolize things, whether it's yeah. th people in the Bible idolizing like a golden calf or whatever, or people yeah. idolizing the Bible even. Well, like, but I feel like we've moved on to like people idolize politics now. Hmm, like I think mean? they're, I feel like, and you, you could probably say this too about maybe even some of your friends, like there's this idea out there that like politics will save us. If you vote for the right person. Yeah. If you vote or get the right policy in there, but it's not going to change anything in the long run. So I think that's what I'm saying about your reality situation, right? Is that like, there's this belief that the shadows on the wall are like the political things happening, but like nothing really ever changes. Like there's no yeah. truth in that. It takes like getting outside of all of it for then somebody to go, Hey, by the way, that'll never work. Like, yeah. It's something more than that. Like you almost need something more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, with religion, how would that work? So, Never mind. That's that's easy to explain. The same thing. Just want to plug it in. So oh, like, gotcha. like the Matrix. Yeah, the Matrix. Uh, what is it to talk about the Matrix? 
I wanted to talk about The Matrix, but I can't think. I would say this about The Matrix. First off, Keanu Reeves' performance of his life. Yeah. <laughs> um, but beyond that is, I think when I watched The Matrix as a kid, you know, the cool parts were the, like, shooting of bullets that he'd, like, miss and stuff because yeah. he could, like, kind of see through time or whatever. But now as I get older, I think what I notice about The Matrix is the idea behind it, right? The, yeah. the idea that we're all kind of trapped in just the routines of what we normally do every day. And there may be some, again, bigger workings behind all of it. And, like, The Matrix is what we live in right now. Having a podcast is The Matrix. Yeah. And then... This kind of came, I don't know if we talked about this last week, but it kind of comes back to the dreams thing. Like how, like, maybe, like, we're in the Matrix right now, but when we mm. go to sleep, mm. that dream world is real world. True. And then we forget it. But then in our dreams, we forget this life or our yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of, I mean, leads to probably the next one, like Inception, right? Where it's like mm. Leo, performance of his life, mm. um, but has to, like, manage both worlds right and, and gets lost like which one am yeah. i in now am i in a dream or am i in reality and you can do you kind of forget about how things work yeah but it's wherever you're happy that's all that matters in right. the end that's i think that was a the bigger picture at the end of that movie he sure kind of like he spins a little top and waits and yeah, it's he like who cares? Care, yeah. yeah is he gonna tip over is it not gonna tip over and it's like he's with the people he loves yeah that's all that matters yeah because i was gonna say even like the matrix you know kind of walking back i think that's my belief now as a 30 year old Sorry. Um, I think yeah. that's my belief as a 30 year old. It's, it's like, if that, if we're, this is all fake, let's just say, okay. do I really care anymore? Like do, does Morpheus need to show up at my door and tell me to take the red or blue pill so I can really like figure out what's going on in the world? It doesn't really matter. Does it? Like, I guess what I'm saying is like, I feel like I'm, I find joy in this Yeah. and I just keep it small in my life and don't get beyond what if, my things. What if you, like someone actually like explains to you that this is fake and then you're just kind of like, well, am I even actually happy? So you're like, I want to go. Yeah, that would be true. Feel happiness. I mean, I will say this, like in the matrix, it's not like he's happy, right? He works in like a dead end job and like yeah. cubicle and stuff and everything's like gray. Yeah. But then when he goes to the matrix, it's not like that was easier. He's like fighting for his life all the time. Yeah. But now he has a purpose. Yeah, I guess that's true. Because um, I was going to say, you're right. Let's say you show up in 10 years and you're like, once you have the COVID vaccine, and yes. you're like, hey, Eggers, I experienced something like radical and I want to tell you about it. And I listened. Would I actually go, yeah, that's radical. I got to like get a part of the matrix with you? Or would it be like, you're crazy? You know, like, yeah. I'm good. You're right. I think I'd go to bed that night kind of thinking, like, what is this? What is there? You know, what am I doing with my life? And what do I want to be doing? And is this yeah. real? And yeah. I think. Sorry. No, you're fine. I think you just think that I'm crazy. Well, I mean, right now, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, just like if we're basing it off that, I think. In any Ten years from now, it won't change. <laughs> yeah, in any situation, you just think I'm crazy. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Oh, oh, gosh. Whoa! <sighs> Nerf balls in the studio. <laughs> my studio means the office in my house. <laughs> the office in his house. Or... We're gonna film an episode of The Office in My House after this. Yes. Yeah. So. Steve Carell's downstairs. Yeah, we got him coming up and, and a couple I, other guys. Yeah. Emily Blunt's here just because. Yeah, just hanging. Yeah, just hanging. Yeah. Your future wife there. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh, sorry, back up. Millie Bobby, I can't even. Millie Bobby Brown. We, we've ben, already addressed that. Emily Blunt. I read a, like a, one of those like stupid Facebook article things the other day that are like, time sucks. Yeah. Um, that was like, did you know these people were not American? And like all of them, I think I knew were not American. Like Tom Hardy. Like, yeah, he's I don't English. Know who Tom Hardy is. Oh, uh, you probably do. Tom Hardy is. And wasn't he in Inception? 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You're right. And he plays like Venom in those movies, those new, like, you know what Venom is? Like Spider Man's yeah, yeah yeah he's like a villain. In I know the I've heard of the name and I know what movies. I knew he's an Inception, but I just don't know his face. Gotcha. But one of them was Millie Bobby Brown. Like, did you know she's not American? It was like yes. Yeah. I feel like everyone knows that. Yeah. If you yeah. Especially if you like follow her on every account you like you do. Are in love with her. <laughs> you know all about her. Yeah. I actually didn't know she was not from America. I just I just told you now. You just ruined it. Oh I man, can't, sorry. I can't marry her That's true. It's against my what are you going to have? You're going to have little, like, fully English babies. American English, British English. What are they going to yeah. speak? They're not going to know. They're going to speak Mandarin. That's it. I, everyone is in the next couple of that's years. True. We're all going to learn it. Yeah, that's true. If we were to, if the whole world was to learn a world language, what do you think it would be? Uh, I mean, what is, it probably has to be Mandarin, right? Isn't that the most spoken in the world? I think so. But that's most spoken in the world by population because China's so yeah, big. Yeah, that's huge. I think the one that's the most like common is probably like American English. Yeah. Or English. Um, yeah. Because it's like Australia. Do. Yeah, everyone's got like some South sort of dialect. Right. They have different yeah. words they say. Yeah. Like, you know, crumpet. Crumpet. Yeah, something oh, like that. Garage. What is garage? Garage. I don't oh, know. Oh, gotcha. Bin. Trash bin. Oh, instead of cam. Yeah. Let's throw it in the bin. Pail, lunch pail. Yeah, lunchbox. Well, this is great. This was this was a good thirty minutes yeah. we just spent together here, Zach. I'm glad we did it. It's a good good thirty minutes for you know boys being boys. Boys being boys, and you know, thanks to everyone out there for listening. And this is you know I don't even know number four, number five, number ten. I, I don't even know which one this is, but probably for however many episodes we've done, all these things probably should have just stay between us this whole time. I think so. So well, yeah, we'll see you guys next. I don't know. Next yeah, time, next week. Next time you see us, catch you on the next episode. Yep.